Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast with me, myself and I. Another solo episode. Oh, I need to get, I need a more catchy introduction, don't I really? I feel like everyone does, like has like a, a thing and mine's just like, hi, welcome back. But you know, we move. Anyway, I just feel like it's a waste of time, isn't it? I'm not wasting time now, bit of a, just like, can't just catch my twenty isn't the right phrase there. Anyway, anyway, we digress massively. Standard procedure for me. Today's episode is a hybrid between a rant and a bit of education for you. So we all love a rant and we all love a bit of a knowledge bomb. So you're going to absolutely love this. And especially if you're like me and you're seeing this God, I wasn't going to name it, but you know what? I feel like we need to name it. And it is the goddamn Zoe study that keeps showing up on my Facebook now, like I'd say three times a day. It's now in fucking MS and, you know, they've got an MS range and it's just getting bigger and bigger. As I knew it would when one of my first clients messaged me about it, about six, seven months ago, and I'd never really heard of it, and then it's just grown and grown and grown, and more people are, are now doing it, and what I wanted to give you today was to basically understand, like, what actually does the Zoe study suggest is bad, what is the actual science behind it, what can you do about the things that it's getting you to quote-unquote worry about, and actually why this new diet is just another problematic diet that is going to cause some massive problems later down the line for people. So, Zoe's study claims that it's all very science-based, you know, it's a study, so therefore it's science-based. Like the, the fact that they've called the Zoe study is, oh, it's genius marketing, absolutely genius. Like, let's not discredit their marketing team. Like, guys, you were great. You know, let's get people thinking it's a big science experiment. So, God, as soon as you throw the word fucking science, it's a buzzword. It's like, oh, must be good then. And not only that, like the, the heads of the business, if you look at them all, they're all older people who are all, you know, doctors, you know, very educated people. So again, you just think, oh my God, I, I trust them. I believe in them. You know, if the Zoe study was run by a load of young personal trainer, Gymshark looking model athletes, it would not have the same level of credibility, even if these people actually knew what they were talking about. So again, you perceive these people to know what they're on about. You've got their respect, you've got their trust, you know, they, they know what they're doing. And it's just absolutely, like, nonsense. Like, what science? You know, the fact that they're claiming that blood sugars claim to make you fat, you know, spikes make you fat, and then, you know, tailoring your nutrition about your gut microbiome, which, I mean, the, the fact that it's called a Zoe study, they need to do some studies because there just absolutely is no research out there that suggests that a certain diet for a certain gut microbiome will make body fat easier now don't get me wrong we know that a healthy gut healthy digestion is really important like absolutely and that's why we always suggest having good nutrient diversity supplementing vitamins if you can't get them so we've got that diversity going into our body but for health not for fat loss and then with insulin you know we know that when it gets to you know levels where you are unwell with it when you're reaching type one, type two diabetes or pre-diabetic levels. Maybe it's something that you do want to monitor and be aware of. But this study is now getting people to be, you know, monitoring their blood sugars and glucose when they're absolutely perfectly fit, healthy humans, which is just not needed. Like it's like getting you to take your blood pressure every single day when it's not needed. Getting you to, oh, I'm trying to think of another example of things that people do medically. You know, inject yourself with something when it's just not needed. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just mad absolutely mental and for me it just feels like a gimmick like they've just gone hey what can we do that other people aren't doing you know there's clubs where you're getting people to weigh themselves and you're you know there's other systems where you're doing this well what can we do that's different yeah let's get people sticking something on their arm that's you know very noticeable very us and again it just becomes a bit of a 
us doing something different, which again, we all love a bit of novelty. We all love something different. And that's literally all it is. But here's the science, guys, right, about insulin and, you know, should you worry about it? Like, I wanted to just give you the absolute basic science and try and explain it in just simple terms so you can have the understanding to make informed and educated decisions for yourselves. So whenever we eat, insulin is released. And this is not just sugar. This is everything. And what happens is, if you imagine the insulin basically is in our blood and it knocks on the door. That's how I like to use the the metaphor to kind of visualize it of muscle or fat cells. And it's like, hey, I'm here. Hi, hon. And then what that does is the glucose transporters, which is like sugar transporters, glucose, comes to the door and lets it in. And when it lets it in, it decides, hey, am I going to use you now? Do I need this energy or am I going to store you for later? And like that is it in simple. So your insulin's released to when you eat, insulin knocks on the door, the glucose transporter comes and it takes the glucose and either uses it or stores it for a later day. That's it. Now, when you become insulin resistant, which is the thing to worry about, and that's when we have too much insulin circulating because we've got too much glucose, that's when we're eating excess amounts of sugar and we're starting to reach those levels of, you know, being pre-diabetic because we've got that insulin resistance. And this is something that happens, you know, over years and years and years of, of a poor you know, unbalanced diet, right? Or for certain health issues. But, you know, that's when you'll start to experience those symptoms. Or if you know that your diet is very, very, very unhealthy, then yeah, maybe there is something you want to think about. But what actually happens here is when you've got loads and loads and loads and loads of blood in your bloodstream, you need more and more and more and more insulin. And what happens is then your tran- the transporters, if you imagine them knocking on the door, if you imagine they're just like not hearing it, like imagine they've got headphones on, so they just need to keep knocking, 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 which means that they need more, there needs to be more insulin in the bloodstream. That's what happens with insulin resistance. And because they're not, the glucose transporters are not hearing the signals, there's just more blood circulating. And what also happens is that our liver is really smart and it actually makes glucose for us. So we've got that constant energy. And when we eat, it shuts off the liver so that we're not having more glucose being produced and float, you know, transported around the body. But when we've got insulin resistance, that doesn't happen. So there's just so much glucose in our bloodstream. And that's when we can start to run into health issues. That's like to the extreme level when we're running into diabetes. This doesn't happen through just eating a bit of sugar or just eating, you know, certain foods. Like we get insulin released as a very normal human response from eating anything. And actually, quite a lot of very, very healthy foods give us quite a big insulin spike, which is nothing to worry about. Like oats, fruit, uh, potatoes, like these really good quality, healthy foods give us a really big insulin spike. So according to Zoe, those foods are going to make us fat. And where this really worries me is, they're basically saying that a reason that they're better than other diets as well is that they're, you know, they're not making you calorie count, which is like a big thing at the moment, which, okay, fair enough. We know that, you know, for some people, calorie counting isn't appropriate or the right thing to do. And for some people, it can become obsessive and addictive. But hey, let's make people more obsessed and addicted by making them monitor their blood sugars every time they eat. So they're like, oh, it's not gone too high. Making them feel then bad for eating certain foods because they get a red score. Because you get scored, by the way, with Zoe, like, are you in red, orange or green in terms of how much it's spiking your blood sugars or whatever for you which is just nuts and if we're now going to start to demonize because someone's then going to make a really healthy breakfast of oats and fruit and stuff and then they 
have a massive blood sugar spike, well, then they're going to be scared of eating oats and fruit, which is just ridiculous. So this is going to start to take people beyond like orthorexic tendencies. This is going to drive disordered eating in people who do not need to be monitoring these things. Like, do not get me wrong. There are people who do need to monitor these things. And if you are diabetic, pre-diabetic, okay, maybe you do need to monitor it because we need to get you healthy again or we need to keep your health in check. But if you don't have any of those symptoms, why are you doing something that's going to deprive you of foods that you enjoy and and or foods that are actually really good for you when there is no science to suggest that that is directly making you fat? We know that it is literally all to do with energy balance. It is ridiculous and actually we know from research that when calories are matched you know when he's saying calorie counting doesn't work well when there are studies that show that calories are matched with high carb low carb high fat low fat you still lose weight you still lose fat so actually the science is that it is about like the calorie equation ultimately that is what it is now of course we do want to be aware of like how much sugar we are eating i'm not going to disregard that And again, that just comes from having a very healthily balanced diet, you know, prioritizing different nutrients. So ensuring that your meals are based around protein, yes, carbs, and a bit of fiber as well. You know, yes, I do agree to an extent some of the foods that it says you should prioritize like protein and fiber. Absolutely. But we still should be eating foods that can and do cause glucose um, spikes and insulin spikes because this is part of the natural response of eating. Some things that we can do to help with our insulin resistance, um, our insulin response is to train, is to move more. And again, this is things that we talk about all the time. And literally what, what we should be just promoting, you know, if we are going to be promoting and talking about like blood sugars and glucose is, hey, you know, let's not eat sugar in excess. Let's get our insulin levels managed by resistance training and moving more and doing those things. Like this is what matters, like not fucking sticking a yellow sticker on your arm. I mean, it is Lift Your Life branding colors. That's the only thing that I like about it. But there's just no need. And it's just going to be deriving so much disordered eating for something that is not needed. Now, people are never going to be thinking about food the same again. You know, I know for fat people who like, you know, advocate Zoe or demonize things like Slimming World and Weight Watchers because I think you're putting things into point systems. And since Zoe's doing the exact fucking same with you know, red, amber, green foods, red, amber, green response. And, you know, it's just not healthy. And it's just not backed by any real data to suggest that this is the way forward. And it just makes me so angry. And what makes me even more angry is how elitist they're trying to make it and that they're trying to make it this like, you know, middle-class dieting method, you know? And it's it's just so wrong on so many levels, so many levels. And you know what? I don't even know where I was going with this today, guys. I just saw it on my Facebook and just thought I need to rant about it. I need to tell the people, my people, the people listening to this podcast who follow me, what the crack is, what you really need to know, and actually why this is such a problem. And honestly, give it, it's still very new, but give it a good few years because I work with so many people who've come from diet clubs and they have such terrible relationships with food, which is not their fault due to these diets. And I know that this is going to create a generation more of people who have problems with food that don't need to be there. And we're going to have to fix them after it when there is just no fucking need and they just can't see it. And that's what makes me angry. They just can't and don't want to see it. These people who are doing the Zoe study, who are 
you know, in charge of it. And it's just like you've got no morals. You've got absolutely no morals knowing that this is going to create these problems and you just don't care because you're making so much money. And that is my rant over and out for today. And if you have listened to this and you want to ask me questions about it or... I mean, if by all means, if you do feel the same, I would absolutely appreciate a share over on my on your Instagram stories or Facebook, wherever you listen to this, just so we can get more people to listen to this and ultimately getting more people not falling victim to this shit, quite frankly. Um, but that's my rant over and out for today. Have yourself an absolutely incredible rest of your day. And I shall speak to you guys on next week's episode.